Hey guys, this is Ed. I'm coming to you live from Christopher Street in the very heart of New York City Pride. Um, I wanted to do a live broadcast um, just because I can, and there's some really fun stuff happening. Um, most notably, um, we're going to talk about Kathy Griffin and Stormy Daniels. Now, it, it almost seemed inevitable that these two would somehow link up and um, cause some trouble together because they've both been thorns in Donald Trump's side since, well, um, he knew of their existence, basically. Um, but they took to Twitter, you know, his favorite uh, social media network, and posted a message to him. Well, they posted a message um, about one another Basically, just mutual love and whatnot. Um, and they captured it with, or they, whatever, they topped it with a photo of them um, giving them a finger. And they added the hashtag, fuck Trump. Now, I mean, petty? Yes, I mean, I can't think of anything pettier. But it was also just brilliant because. Who would have, you know, who had have ever imagined that those two would line up and actually just go full throttle with some good old-fashioned president bashing? You know, and I, I can already hear some conservatives screaming about how it's inappropriate Guess what? Y'all did the same thing to Obama, so I don't want to hear it. The, the the difference between the orange in the White House and and Obama is Obama never slept with a porn star days after his wife gave birth to his child. Um, I don't know, like if if this is another one of Kathy Griffin's infamous. Um, public study stunts, you know, like when she dated Levi Johnston, or if there's an actual friendship here. Um, either way, I mean, this seems like a more natural pairing than when um, Stormy Daniels and Roseanne Barr were feuding on Twitter. Um, that, and I'm not even sure that Roseanne wasn't having some ambient fueled Twitter meltdown then either. Because apparently ambient makes you do crazy things like be racist. Who knew? Um, and somebody please remind me that going on location is not always a great idea. Um, and that I need to start carrying my umbrella with me. <laughs> um, so yes, so I'm. There's been no response from um, the tweeter in chief or um, anyone in the White House. Of course, they're dealing with Sarah Huckabee Sanders getting kicked out of a restaurant. You know, sometimes things just come back and bite you in the ass, like when you steal elections. But I digress. Um, 
I'm sure that we're going to hear more from Miss Storms and Miss Griffin. Um, just because we we know that stuff like this bothers him and he can't let it go. He's a very petty man. Um, rumor had it that Sean Spicer was fired because Melissa McCarthy played him on Saturday Night Live, a show which he allegedly detests but watches religiously. Maybe he's a masochist? I don't know. And now that I put that thought in your heads, I'm going to just wait and hope that you don't strangle me. If you're looking for me, I'm the one in pride clothing. Yes, that's it. I'm the one in pride clothing. (laughs) And... You know, that's... Oh... That's going to wrap up this segment. I'll be right back. Hey, guys. I'm back. And um, I'm drinking cranberry and vodka just in case anyone cares. Um, Cheap, easy, and so delicious. Or how I describe myself on Grindr. (laughs) So let's talk some Pete. I almost said Pete Grande. Um, Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande. These, the, the relationship is just, they're moving faster than lesbians after Pride. Like, I think even lesbians are like, whoa, slow down there. Um, but, and I realize, uh, you know, I'm trying to do a gay icon or um, mostly um, uh, an episode about um, gay people. However, um, this the, the, this topic is very gay friendly, so let's let's just roll with that. So, um, Ariana Grande apparently answers her fans on Twitter, which great, you know, makes her publicist job easier and harder at the same time. Somehow, <laughs> um, it's, uh, she has a song on her new CD called Pete. And she was asked how long it was. And I don't know if she was being cheeky or if she was whatever. But she answered 10 inches. And, and here's the thing. Photos or it didn't happen. That, that's the rule. And just in case you're wondering, my phone is full of photos. <laughs> um, it, this does seem like something like he grabbed her phone and and was trying to be funny. Because I can't imagine a pop star who is supposed to be appealing to um, teens and tweens would answer something like that so dirty. But a comic who's um, in any case, um, that's their story, and I'm, I, I'm serious, like, I, I, I have no doubt he's, I have no doubt he has a big one, because of the way he's built, he's built just like my ex was, um, and 
DX was 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 very well endowed, which is why I stayed with him for two years. Basically, the only reason why I stayed with him for two years. Okay. So it, it, it's kind of disingenuous to for me to say like he's probably small or something along those lines because that's he probably does have a big one, but. There's no way I'm going to believe 10 inches until you show the photographic evidence of that. And um, she, she did put a post, like, I believe it was on Instagram, with her straddling him. Honey, that's a Monday morning for me, okay? So let's be real here. You know, if, if you want us to believe these crazy claims, you need to give us a reason to believe them. And, and that reason would be put out a pick of it. They could do Playgirl. I'm sure that they would love to do a spread about Pete Davidson. And it would probably sell a lot better than their Levi Johnston issue. Um, especially if Pete's showing it off his dick. Because he's, first of all, a, I would argue, a much bigger star. And um, even if he's not necessarily a bigger star, he's much more attractive and much more widely known, especially here in New York City, where his stand-up is it's really well-attended, actually. And it's kind of surprising. You know, maybe he has Ariana and his fans stigmatized with his alleged signature. Who knows? Um, also, I just wanted to say, I really, if, I really think that if she's stigmatized, she figures out that this, this is not how a normal relationship goes. And she figures that out fast. I'm going to go while I figure that out myself, and I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back, and we're going to continue with this talk of nudity in just a second. I just want to say, if there's some video of me, or someone who looks like me, I should say, singing the karaoke at Stonewall, um, the song was well checked, that's not me. And I don't care what Natalie and November O'Malley say. They cannot prove that that was me, because it wasn't. It was a lookalike. A very, very convincing lookalike. Yes, convincing lookalike. I, I'm Erica King. I have a, a double who locked me in the gossip studios, and I had to escape with the help of somebody. I don't know. <laughs> so. We're going to talk about Adam Griffin for a second. The gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous skater. Um, he, uh, few, a few months ago, maybe a little bit less time than that, um, Sally Field was trying to set him up with her son. It didn't quite work out. Um, and then he started dating somebody else. And all I know is that someone else was not me, and I'm mad. I think me and Sally Field need to team up and do a Cruel Intentions-esque plot. Or, like, we just the next, the next plot of my book. Or, okay, the plot of my next book, I should say. In any case, 
we um he is posing for the newest issue of the I believe it's called ESPN or some Yeah, the ESPN the magazine. Um, the their body issue. He's stripping down and showing everything. Probably not everything, everything because my heart didn't take that. But probably enough to really enjoy it. Um, I, I've seen some of the photos that have leaked out, and I I did indeed enjoy that. Um, I'm getting really strange looks from people. I don't know if it's because I'm recording or because of what I'm saying. Either one is really a possibility. Um, I am in New York after all, so they're probably not used to... Well, they're everyone's probably used to people saying crazy things, but maybe not quite so bluntly. I blame the Tito's. Anyways, um, so Adam told the magazine, I couldn't have done the shoot while I was in the closet. I think that with my experience of coming out, I feel so liberated in so many ways. I don't want to say I'll never be in the shape again, but I'll never be in the shape again. I'll be in the, it'll be another shape. This is a milestone of all the work it took me to get to the point to be an Olympic medal winning figure skater. Um, I think that's a very, very, very important point. I will never be in the shape again. Um, hopefully, I'll, my stomach will be flat and, uh, you know, people keep saying, oh, get a six pack. I don't want a six pack. I just want my stomach to be flat and to be healthy. Um, but coming out is very liberating. Um, you know, I'll talk more about my coming out story in, in the last segment. But I, when you come out, it really does change your worldview. I, people don't believe it. And, and it kind of affected what I was saying before about, you know, everything that we do, everything, like, every little change in our lives really does change us. Um, coming out will certainly change you because that's what's supposed to happen. You're, you're being your authentic self. You're, you're letting people in on the secret that you've kept most, if not all, of your life. And, you know, there's something very freeing about that. And as far as him not being able to do the shoot back then, only he knows his truth, and I won't speak to it. Um, but there are some people who are very comfortable with nudity, and some people who are not. Um, so maybe he wasn't comfortable with his nudity because he wasn't comfortable with himself, which is usually the case. Um, and, and sometimes you just don't want to put on pants or a bra, right, Mandy? I'll be back. Long live the queen. Um, in November O'Malley, Natalie, and I had this trip that I'm coming tomorrow, and I'm actually the queen of England. Hello! Um, and Lord knows I would love that to be true. I, I just love the queen of England. Um, she's full of class and grace and a little feisty. Sound familiar? Um, but all joking aside, um, we, I want to talk about the Queen and her subtle nod to Gay Pride Month. Um, now, 
not a lot of people know, but she's not allowed to take a stance on social or political issues. Um, seeing as England now has a parliament and a prime minister, those issues are um, basically belong to him, and she is more of a figurehead. Um, even though I'm pretty sure that she still owns like most, if not all, of her territories. Um, and she's still considered a figurehead, and there, there's also some thought that, that, uh, no, no law can be signed without her approval. So, um, those are a couple things to consider, um, as we're talking about this. So, she, she attended a luncheon. Yeah, let me see what it was called. Ladies' Day at the Royal Ascot. And she wore a pink, like a pink dress and a pink hat because the queen cannot go anywhere without a hat. And I mean, really, neither should I, especially when my hair is long. Um, and what got people talking is that on the hat there were some flowers that just happened to be rainbow. And many are interpreting that as the queen giving a, a big thumbs up to gay people. And, you know, she's she's not really been silent that she supports gay people. Um, that's why it's confusing when people were saying that um, Prince William and or Prince Harry were gay, but couldn't come out because they're royals. Because I have no doubt the queen would have been like, girl, bring your boyfriend, we are having some brunch. And I don't know why I just made her Southern. Maybe I secretly do really want to be the queen. <laughs> so, let me get back on track here. It, it just never really made sense that um, this was a thing where people were, were very confused about um, where she stood. She's often, even if she hasn't said it overtly, she's, she's given enough signs that um, she's fine with gay people. I, I wish, I don't understand why she's not allowed to take a stance. Um, what I've read, and to the best of my understanding, it's because even though um, England has been a, technically a democracy for a very long time, it's still considered, um, she's still the most popular figure in, in probably all of Europe, but definitely England, and she can influence people with, with anything that she says. Um, and, and when you're the longest reigning monarch, it kind of makes sense. She, I believe she took, um, shoot, this is one I really wish I would have paid attention when I was watching The Crown. <laughs> I believe she took the throne in, like, 1950. Because her 65th anniversary as the reigning monarch just passed. Um, and people are expecting her to abdicate the throne and give it to Prince Charles. Soon. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, the only way I can see that happening is if 
Prince Philip passes. Um, and she needs some time to mourn her husband. You know, he, according to the crowd, he cheated on her and treated her like shit. I, 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 I do believe that they love one another um, very much. And I, I shouldn't say love. I should say love one another very much. So the Queen is done with the gays. I might be the Queen of England. And I might need me another cranberry and vodka, so I'll be right back. And I am back. Did you miss me? Of course you did. So, when I started my writing career, I decided that I wasn't going to share very many personal stories about myself. Um, because at, at the time, I really thought that I wanted to focus on just the stories. But as I've evolved as a blogger, journalist, podcaster, I, I've come to realize that your readers want to know you just as much as they know the celebrities. So I've I decided to open up a little bit more. Um, I, I'm definitely single. Um, and one day, maybe like a, I'll, I'll test it out as a special segment on here once in a while, talking about my dating life, and then maybe do a, a drunk dating um, vlog or podcast or vlog. Who knows with me? Um, but right now, I want to talk about my coming out. Um, I, I knew very, very early. Um, there was a... When I was 12 years old, probably actually a little younger than that, um, we were in swimming, and... Um, one of my friends, one of my friends, um, got naked in front of me, and by the time I realized I was staring at him, I was also very happy to see him, and, um, it it very much conflicted with, um, my religion, so I was, I was very confused as to how I could be gay and a Christian. And so, because, because being a Christian was more accepted, and, um, people were more willing to, um, deal with that than gay, I, I really went into a denial. Um, the funny thing is, is, I never really dated any girls. I wasn't interested, and I knew I wasn't interested. But I didn't want to date guys either, because, you know, what would people say? Um, so, eventually, I got to the point where I was okay. I was very... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, I became more comfortable with myself. And as a result of that, I just kind of stopped caring what other people thought. Now, it doesn't mean I came flying out of the closet like I probably should have. Um, in fact, I wouldn't come out of the closet until I was 18. And when I say that, People knew what it, it was like an open secret. We didn't talk about it. I dated a guy um, who I worked with. 
everyone knew we were dating, but we tried to pretend like we weren't dating for, like, the first six months that we were together. Um, and then, um, when I was 18, I, it was just after Brittany released Oops. And I was, I was working with my friend, and I was dancing, and she just looked at me and said, are you gay? And I, I was like, what are you talking about? You're crazy. And she's like, we all know, just say it. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, just say it, and we all know we all love you. And so that was the very first time I uttered the words, I'm gay. And it was very liberating, and that's what I was talking about in the Adam uh, Rippin segment, is that it, I know from experience that it is a very liberating um, time when you're able to say, this is who I am, this is what I want, like, boom. And so, you know, everything for me was really easy, I didn't, there was no real beliefs, there was no um, big issues with my parents, I was very lucky, and I, I appreciate this, and I understand this. I also know and appreciate that, um, not everyone has it so easy, but coming out is a very important first step in loving yourself and living your true self. So if you're gay and you're listening, please know that even if you even if you face adversity, it's still worth it. Happy Pride, everybody. I am about to go get drunk. So I'm signing off until next time. Bye.